You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello, and welcome to Triviality Bloodsport. This is episode four, and uh, we're really excited because today is uh, game one and two of the Australia-New Zealand Region 1 prelims. So we have a couple special guests who are going to play today, and they're coming to us uh, from Australia, obviously. One from Ocean Grove, Victoria, and that is Mel Brent. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you before sure. you do c- combat. <laughs> sure. Um, I grew up in Melbourne, uh, but now I live in Ocean Grove, which is a little town, a beach town near Geelong. Uh, okay. And I'm a paramedic, and I work in Geelong. And I'm really excited to be here. Can't wait to play. Wonderful. Yeah. Nice to have you and good luck today. Thank you. Uh, and our second competitor today, also in Australia, in uh, Preston, Frankie Mitchell. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Super excited to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm a mom of two small kids. And when I'm at work, I... I'm a primary school teacher, so just constantly surrounded by small people, driving me slowly insane. <laughs> all right. And have you guys prepped for this uh, this combat at all? Absolutely today? not, no. <laughs> Push-ups, no. no? No, I just woke up, so no. Warm up the muscles? <laughs> at my desk. A little massage? No? Yeah. Okay. Coffee well, we uh, can't do it without our host with the most, Ryan Myers. Welcome uh, onto the show, and uh, I'll leave it to you to take it away. Sure, folks. Okay, we are just going to have 12 simple questions across a variety of categories. You may may know a lot. You may not know many. It depends. Let's go ahead and get started. Question number one. The 2023 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction went to which author for her book Demon Copperhead, a sort of adaptation of Charles Dickens' David Copperfield? Among the author's best-known works are The Bean Trees and The Poisonwood Bible. Yeah, I'm going to have to tap on this. I don't even have a good guess. Yeah, same here, unfortunately. That is perfectly fine. Uh, The correct answer is Barbara Kingsolver. Question number two. With which major Italian city is Cortina d'Ampezzo set to host an upcoming Winter Olympic Games? I feel like I should know this being Italian, but sports is not really my thing. I've, I've got a guess locked in, though. 
I'm trying to think of anywhere that's cold enough to have a Winter Olympics. I know there was Olympics. I feel like they've had Winter Olympics there before, but I can't remember where. Um, I think I'm thinking just thinking of major Italian cities: Milan, Florence, Rome. I can't. My brain's off this morning, so it's helpful for this. Um, I think I'm just gonna lock in Milan. I can't. Yeah, I had the same um, thought process. I was like, it's not going to be down south. It'll be up north, so I guess Milan too. Well, whatever you guys guessed, we can rest assured that Lou Bega does have a girl in that city. So <laughs> what, what's the correct answer, Ryan? The correct answer is Milan. Uh, Very well done. <laughs> yeah, it's up there in the Alps. Um, question number three. Peking duck is a classic Chinese dish centered around a duck a bombay duck on the other hand is not a duck but what kind of animal instead so i think i'll just guess a chicken yeah i probably locked in too quickly but i i thought it was a fish that was my first thought and i feel like i should stick with it this morning it is a fish that is correct question number four in which world capital city would you find the atomium a large metallic building constructed for the 1958 World's Fair. Designed by Andre Vodarkin, it resembles an atom and has become the city's most popular tourist destination. I'm working with a name here that I don't know where it's from. Um, and World Capital, trying to think of anything that has something that would be, like wouldn't have anything more popular than an atom-shaped building as their most famous landmark. Um, Something's leading me like Eastern European and um, it's terrible. I, I just feel like it reminds me of Chernobyl. So I'm just going to guess Kiev. All right. And Frankie? Um, yeah, I had no idea. Um, so I just guessed Bern in Switzerland. I'm hoping that's the uh, The correct answer is Brussels in Belgium. Very close. Um, it was very close tie between that and Jean-Claude Van Damme's house. <laughs> Most popular destination. All right, let's go to question number five and talk about music. Who would shoot to superstardom the decade after she won Eurovision for Switzerland, singing the song Ne Partez Pas Son Moi? The thought that came immediately to mind was Celine Dion, because I feel like she didn't compete for um, France, perhaps. Um, I don't think I... I don't think I know any other Eurovision winners that would have come from that part of the world. Um, I can only think of ABBA and Bucks Fizz and all the weird Australian people we've had on. So I'm, I'm going to guess, I'm going to lock in Celine Dion. All right, and Mel? Yeah, I had the same thought. If it's not Celine Dion, I don't know who it is, so I just locked in with mm. Celine Dion. That's because it is Celine Dion. Well done. <laughs> Voyager was the delight at Eurovision 2023, <laughs> by the way. Um, question number six. The orphanage, Wreck, and The Others are noted as being some of the greatest horror movies to come from which country? It'd be way more embarrassing if it's going to end up being Australia, because it's not what I'm going to guess. <laughs> I'm pretty sure The Others has Nicole Kidman in it, so it really could be. Um, I'm getting, um, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I'm, I think I'm going to guess Sweden for no reason at all. Sweden and Frankie? 
Um, I thought the orphanage was by a director whose name I'm totally blanking on, um, but I think he's Spanish, so I'm going to say Spain. Can't can't remember what his name is. Well, the director of the 2007 film The Orphanage is J.A. Bayona, and he is from Spain. Oh, well done. <laughs> that wasn't who I was thinking of at all. <laughs> I'm Guillermo del Toro, out. perhaps. Yes, that's and who he's I was from Mexico. Thinking. Oh yeah. gosh. Well, either way, uh, both both participants are uh, tied neck and neck uh, after six. They both have uh, three questions right. Woohoo! You've already scored more than the people in the last game. Um, Great. That we recorded. It's, it's sometimes it's not tough, sometimes it's not. The pre- the prelims are kind of wild, and then once things get to the actual final stage, it, it'll be more uniform. Question number seven. Matador, Chickenfoot, Texas 42, Double Fives, and Mexican Train are all games played using what objects? I'm tossing up between dice and cards, because if it's anything other than those two, that's not even um, in my mind at the moment. And I really don't know. Um, Texas Hold'em is with cards, obviously. 42 doesn't ring a bell. Double Fives could be either. I really don't know. Um, I think I'm going to guess dice. All right. And Frankie? Um, I guess playing cards. I didn't even think of dice. That's a really good um, guess. <laughs> Both very good guesses. The correct answer is dominoes. Oh, good. <laughs> the other thing. The other thing. <laughs> uh, question number eight. Much more concrete than tofu. What fermented soybean product from Indonesia is often used as a base for vegan bacon and sees the whole soybeans inside the product, unlike tofu? I can't, I can't think of it. I'm going to tap. Tap. And Frankie? Um, I was vegetarian for about 10 years. I definitely prefer real bacon now, but I think the answer is tempeh. It is tempeh. Well done. Well done. Question number nine. In 1985, a soundtrack album was released featuring Better Be Good to Me by Tina Turner, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, and both You Belong to the City and Smuggler's Blues, both songs by Glenn Fry. This was released in conjunction with the debut of the second season of which TV show? I have to tap on that one. When I heard In the Air Tonight, I immediately thought Tarzan I was like Phil Collins Tarzan and then he said TV show and I got really confused (laughs) um so so I don't drag this out I'm just gonna guess moonlighting I have no idea moonlighting okay oh you tapped that's right um the correct answer is Miami Vice question number 10 The Battle of Austerlitz, that's A-U-S-T-E-R-L-I-T-Z, the Battle of Austerlitz, is generally cited as the greatest military victory achieved by which man? I have no idea, and at the risk of sounding really, really, really stupid, I I don't even think I'm going to guess. The the name sounds familiar, but I don't know, so I'm going to tap. All right, tap. Um, Mel, what do you have? Um, I also really was a guess, and Will probably sounds very stupid, um, but I've just guessed Napoleon. Uh, it is the greatest military victory achieved by Napoleon Bonaparte. 
Well done, now. Thank you. Well guessed. <laughs> Not dynamite, but Bonaparte, right? <laughs> Question number 11. From the Italian for sung, what kind of piece of classical music is a piece composed for vocals with instrumental accompaniment? An aria is like an operator, operatic um, song sung by one person, presumably with instrumental accompaniment. So I'm going to say aria because I don't. Aurori. Uh, and Frankie. I don't have any musical ability, so I leaned on my uh, Italian knowledge and I guess cantata. It is cantata. Okay. Very well done. Where does that take us going into the final question, Ken? Well, Frankie is at five, correct, and Mel is at four, so there's a chance she could oh. tie it. Do, 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 do. Question number 12. What is the scientific name of the f a family composed of bats? It comes from the Greek for hand wing. Uh, and I'm not going to tie this up. Not today. There's something P-T-E-R, like helicopter and like pterodactyl, pterodon. That's to something with whether it's webbing or wing or something. I don't even know if it's Greek. Um and I don't know what hand is, and I should, because there's probably a bunch of like medical terms for, <laughs> for hand that come from Greek. I'm just going to have to say pterodactyly. And Frankie? I just tapped. I had no idea. I feel like I'm going to kick myself when I hear it, but it wasn't. I like the stealth tapping. You're like, yeah, I'm locked in. I had no idea. <laughs> um, the answer is it's chiroptera, C-H-I-R-O. P-T-E-R-A. You had the Terra there, but yeah. Chiroptera. Yeah. Um, Ken, take it away. Yeah, with that final question, Frankie has delivered an uppercut to uh, Mel's jaw and sent her flying into the air, never to regain consciousness. Um, but uh, it was a pleasure to have you on, Mel. Uh, please uh, give us your final shout-outs. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Well done, Frankie. Great job. Um, I'll just give a shout out to my kids, Oscar and Frankie, um, great name, and, <laughs> um, and my husband, Alex. And yeah, I'll just say thank you so much. And it's great to meet you all. Yes, of course. And uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, Frankie, we will be seeing you again soon. And we're looking forward to that. Ryan, why don't you uh, go ahead, take a quick nap, and we'll be right back with another uh, round. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Well, or call she, the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. 
I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back to the show. Uh, Ryan, how was that nap? Was it satisfying or was it the kind of nap that you wake up from and then want to die after? It was hallucinatory and regenerative at the same time. Okay, so most of mine are hallucinatory, and then I wake up and I feel awful, absolutely awful. Um, but uh, hopefully our competitors uh, for this uh, second round feel great today. Uh, first of all, we have Simon Hood entering the, uh, not an octagon, what would it be? A ring? Whatever. Arena. Uh, he's from the arena. He's from Dunedin, uh, New Zealand, by way of Australia, so he is an Australian uh born but uh, he's in new zealand currently welcome to the show simon yeah g'day guys thank you uh, happy to be here yeah so as you said um originally australian uh, from darwin right up the top uh moved down to the arse end the very bottom of new zealand in dunedin uh it's currently about seven degrees i think it's about 44 for you guys um and that's a warm day at the moment um a bit different yeah, well, uh, welcome to the show. So glad you could join us for this uh, tournament of champions, if you will. And our uh, competitor today has finished adjusting her gi. It is uh, Mara Legends, and she's from Sydney originally, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you've been for the last few years. Hi, my name's Mara. I've uh, actually just graduated from Columbia University in New York with a Master of Laws, which has been really fun. When I told someone I was going to Columbia to study my Master's, I actually said, I don't know you spoke Spanish, so not that Columbia. I always have to specify New York. And so heading back to Australia, um, I'm a lawyer, so going back to work uh, pretty soon, but enjoying the wonderful US of A before I go. Okay. Well, uh, welcome to the show and a pleasure to have you on as well. And it's time to uh, brawl. So, Ryan, uh, over to you. All right, folks. We're just going to do 12 questions across various categories. Keep it nice and simple going into the prelims question number one cleopatra's heritage and nationality have always been contentious while she did rule over egypt her roots lie in which ancient kingdom uh i'll, I'll lock in because i have no idea and i don't want to talk it out loud and sound even dumber <laughs> i will proudly take up the mantle of sounding dumb it's something i excel at um okay well i know she's greek but you said ancient kingdom, so it's not going to, and Greece wasn't like a united kingdom. So I'll have a punt with Macedonia because I know that was a kingdom because of Philip. So I'll go Macedonia. I had a similar train of thought. I like your M better. I went for a different M and thought Mesopotamia. 
the correct answer is Macedon. She was Macedonian. Correct. Very nice, well done. Nice work. Question number two. In which modern day African country would you find the city of Timbuktu? Not going as well as I'd hoped. Uh, you can do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think back to the old like Bugs Bunny cartoons and that sort of stuff. No, they, no uh... sportsmanship, please. This is this is brutal combat. <laughs> oh, no, should... this is, you forget this is an American reality show, so you have yeah. to be mean. I, I, this I, I, is this hard out. Where everyone's like, "Oh, your your pie deserves to win." No. <laughs> I, I I think she's just playing the smiling assassin here. She's she's smiling while sliding the knife in with all of these right answers. Um. Like to let's go for Zaire. Why not? Already and uh, Mara. Molly. No, Mara. No, I said Molly. Oh, I thought you thought I called you Molly. No, it is the country <laughs> of Molly. Yes. All right. Let's go to question three. Which member of the Brooklyn Nets has been an outspoken activist for the rights of Indigenous Australians over the last several years? He plays with Australia on the international circuit. Yeah, I'll look in. I can't. It's killing me. He's like one of our five good basketball players. So there's not a. I think I might just go with Miller, but I don't think that's right. I can't remember his name. It's going to bother me. I'll go Miller. All right, and Simon? Uh, I just went for Dante Exum. I think he's Australian. It's Mari, you are very close. His name is Patty Mills. Um, question number four. The term cruciverbalist is someone skilled at creating or figuring out what? I went for crosswords. Me too. Yeah, crosswords. Very well done. Question number five. Paul Marcarelli, who is now 52 years old, is perhaps best remembered for playing an advertising character named test man for which phrase is test man best remembered for uttering god i have no clue i'm in the same boat. Look, we, we should we should blame it on the american central let's hope it's an american <laughs> show we should be like oh they're bullying up against us even though we got the australian question wrong it's something it's not our fault <laughs> um i'll lock in just to end the agony let's go buy one get one free uh, I was going to eat my shorts because it's funny. <laughs> now, for for <laughs> Verizon, the cell phone company, it's can you hear me now? All right, let's go to question number six. In which decade did Pablo Picasso's giant and iconic painting Guernica get painted? Let's just guess the 1940s. I know it was a Spanish Civil War, so I went 1930s, but I, it could have been later. And it was painted in, completed in 1937, so it's the 30s. Okay. So far, Mara throwing fast and furious punches towards uh, Simon's uh, face and body. Uh, he's got one point today, and uh, Mara's got four. So he's got some making up to do, but it's anybody's game still. I'm just trying to wait till her hands get sore on my face. It's a bold strategy. <laughs> just tiring her out, honestly. Just wear her out. Play the long game. All right. Question number seven. In the classic counterculture film Easy Rider, which actor in his breakout role plays a lawyer who lets loose and joins Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper on a motorcycle trip, but wearing a football helmet while riding? This is driving me nuts because just the other day I was watching the film clip for, I think it was Born to be Wild or 
the song from that and I can see him and it's just not it's not coming um I have no idea let's just say Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> I don't know is it Paul Newman the correct answer is Jack Nicholson Question Clearly it was eight. a very average performance because neither of us remember it. It's not our fault. Oscar nominated <laughs> so average performance. Yeah, I know, but you've got to remember it's, there's always a way it's not your fault for getting it wrong, and that's how you find happy, you know, inner peace, you know? Uh, no, that's so, Simon, you <laughs> so, Simon, quick question. Earlier you called uh, Mara the smiling assassin, right? Yeah. Just quietly going about her business. Do you have some inside knowledge about Mara that, that we all need to know? Uh, no, just that she's kicking my ass. Because apparently, due to the uh, based on the Chase Wikipedia page, Mara Legends is known as the Smiling Assassin due to her appearance on said show. Yes, that's right. I feel like I'm so much more than that, though. You know, so uh, you know, want to go undercover and see see get amongst the you know the best quizzes ever, so I can actually be up to snuff when I'm not on. You know, got the studio lights on. Well, uh-huh. killing people professionally will help you in the Kumite. So I just want to say that. Question number eight, which beverage brand founded in 2009 has advertised itself as anti-water and wonder water? This three-letter word is also the name of a Chinese ethnic group, a South Sudanese ethnic group, an Australian telecom company, and a traditional imperial Vietnamese decoration. All right, so I haven't been resident in Australia for a long time, and the only telcos I can think of are the likes of Telstra and Vodafone, and they're not three letters. Um, let's just try Chi, C-H-I, Chi. And Mara? I went Han, H-A-N, but I'm not sure that's a telco. Han is a Chinese ethnic group. No, this is Bai, B-A-I. All right, um, question number nine. Which Herman Melville short story character is best remembered for the phrase, I would prefer not to? Oh, locked in. No idea. Let's just say Ishmael. Is it Bartleby? Um, it is Bartleby. Bartleby the Scrivener is the name of the story. Uh, number 10. The elastic body of Monkey D. Luffy is central to which classic Japanese manga? I, like, I know you can't see my face, but I think I've made the exact same expression of forlorn despair. <laughs> um, I don't know. Astro Boy. I like Astro Boy too. It's very cute. Um, I was <laughs> I was just going to have a punt with my neighbor Totoro. Uh, the correct answer is One Piece. Thank you for that, Ryan. It's just for you, baby. Question number 11. The Herman Miller Aeron, A-E-R-O-N, is one of the best-selling models of what in the world? I'll lock in with a wrong guess. Okay. I know. It sounds like Aeron. I don't know. I feel like I'm, it's not a car or a... I'll go like furniture, maybe. I'll go chair. All right, and Simon? I uh, took a wild stab at a helicopter. Uh, it is one of the world's best selling varieties of office chair. So, Mars, correct. <laughs> and question number 12. Often seen in Nepal, China, Vietnam, and other East Asian countries are towers that appear tiered, especially due to their distinctive roofs. What name is given to these towers? I can see them in my mind. You know, like the Taipei 205 building with the great little... But I can't remember what they're called for the life of me. 
So quick game's a good game. Um, I will say uh, I'll go hand again just to for some circularity. <laughs> it's it's got to be ready eventually. Um, and Simon? Uh, I just went for Pagoda. They're Pagodas, absolutely. Yay! <laughs> Well, Simon has scored a, uh, a blow on Mara right in the end there with uh, two points. However, Mara, the smiling assassin, she got six of those right. She has uh, used the open palm uh, technique to drive uh, Simon's nose bone straight into his brain. And unfortunately, that is all she wrote. Um, so, Mara, congratulations, Simon. Thank you very, very much for uh, joining us on the uh, show today. And uh, you competed valiantly. Uh, any final words? No, not really. Just thank you very much for, um, you know, giving us a chance to get on the show, guys. It's uh, it is, it's a bit of a thrill, especially, you know, seeing what you guys look like in in the, in the flesh on the screen and, um, you know, just, just getting the chance to, to be out there and do something that we really enjoy. Uh, and good luck, Mara. I hope you go through and... Uh, kick a lot of ass for the rest of it mate that uh, was well done yeah thank you so much for joining us and for the kind words um mara we will see you again soon in the next round ryan as always thank you for uh being the host with the most and bringing the questions and uh kind of helping us out with blood sport in general we also want to thank our uh, previous contestants mel and uh frankie for joining us today and of course as always airwave media our network airwavemedia.com is where you can find them and such great podcasts as the age of napoleon the labors of hercule which i'm sure neil is all about and who arted it wasn't me but it was somebody anywho uh, that will conclude today's episode. We thank you for joining us today and listening, and we will see you next time on Bloodsport. Wah!